Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to episode 463 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glennie. Hey, on, fellas. Fantastic. How are you feeling after Magic Round? Are you feeling unreal? I feel real. <laughs> the aftermath's all too fucking real. I'll tell you what, <laughs> ma- Magic Round, how about uh, happy birthday? Yes. You know, I know Magic Round was the big focus, but uh, can't let that go without some celebration. And, and, and honestly, I mean, we have joked for over a decade now that news in the rugby league world happens... Um, on the day that we set to record or, you know, some, you know, something like that, you know, like it happens in time, it happens on our timetable and never was that more apparent <laughs> than when my number one agenda in life, <laughs> that being the Trent Barrett is a shit coach on my fucking birthday day of, he gets the sack. I'll tell you, I got some good presents, but none better than that. Thank you, rugby league guys. Thank you, Gus. To tell me. Thank are you, you to the like, believers. <laughs> are you like the guy from The Princess Bride after he found the six-fingered man? Yeah. Well, that's the first thing I did. The, the, the first thing I did was like I went to that meme with fucking... Um, <laughs> with, uh, with the Pablo. one from Narcos. Yeah, with Pablo, like sad Pablo <laughs> yeah. meme. I'm just like, like, now what? I'm like the guy in that meme. I'm like that guy in the street walking down... In the meme walking down the street with the, the, his girlfriend on his right, except I'm looking around and... I'm not looking at anything yet. There's, there's nothing to look at hole. yet. Oh, it's yeah. so sad. It's so sad. There's just, there's, just the, there's just the black hole where my black heart used to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You have no heart. But there it does reinforce to me. Used to be. A, wild, uh, a wise man once said, when asked, what is best in life? <laughs> and uh, to crush your enemies. <laughs> Trent's been crushed. He's been driven before you, driven right the fuck out of Belmore. And he's a lamentation of the women. The Canterbury Bankstown fan base. I was going to say, is that, is that Josh Jackson? <laughs> he, he seemed to be Paul fucking Horn. doing some, Paul, doing Paul, some Paul lamenting. Oh, I, I dare man. say that, uh, that, that Naden was fairly, fairly, fairly heavy on the old lamentation as well. I mean, given that he... Change sides so that he could be named on Teamless Tuesday after the guy was fired on a Monday. <laughs> oh, sorry, I mean quit. Yes, that's it. Do you really save any face by by saying that he was that he quit? Is anyone? Well, no, because then you look like a quitter when you. Well, you look like you're you, you look like you're a piece of shit who's quit on your your guys after losing. You know, after bringing them whatever. All in. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. And, and when asked for comment, kick out and um, fucking read Marnie. We're like, oh no, we're good. 
Even better yeah. now, as a matter of fact. That's it. <laughs> Who's the coach next year? Oh, you don't know yet. That's okay. <laughs> TBA is still still better than Trent Barrett. <laughs> that sounds like I remember after after I'd ended things with my ex, um, I'd met a, I was talking to a, a psych about other stuff, um, and yeah, you know, it, it came up that things ended just because, you know, I, I wanted to end them. Like, there was no infidelity. I hadn't run off with my secretary. There wasn't a, a 19-year-old waiting in the wings. And this mm-hmm. psych said to me, you know what? It probably would have been easier for you if you'd have done that. And I've done my fucking head in. I've got, what the fuck's going on there? And she goes, essentially what you've said to this person is, being with no one is preferable to being with you. <laughs> <laughs> and the very small amount that I know, she was right. <laughs> yeah, so um, look, we'll talk about it. And uh, unfor- unfortunately for you, Glenny, the, the, the Tigers that uh, may find out that the, the Bulldogs players also <laughs> feel the same benefits. Yeah, that is yeah. that is the other rugby league god fucking uh, movement in that the Tigers always play against either a player who is being bashed in the media about his form or whatever and has needs to have one of those type of games to fucking get mm-hmm. the media off his back. Following week, plays the Tigers, kills it. Um, or a coach or a club that is uh, under siege. Now, um, coach gets sacked, no one comes in or a caretaker comes in and the fucking boys rally and... Just happened to play the Tigers and knock them off. Yes, it's quality. And this time you've been you've been kicked in the balls for a third time. In that, those two things that you said are hundred percent correct. But you also have the additional thing that that Jacko Hastings has been robbed of his revenge game against the one person that he still holds a grudge against from his yeah. original Australian stint. Yeah, that's so true. but he'll still be great. Because that's what he oh, I'm does. sure he'll. I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll do what he usually does: touch the ball fucking 180 times for no effect. Listen, listen. I'm just need to point out, like, if that's going to be the new fucking path that you go down, is in Jacko's yes. going to be your new target in which to fucking get at me? No, I feel no, like I love him. I wish he stayed at Manly. I feel like you need to find something else because I will not have Jackson Hastings sullied by you. I will answer your statement with a question. What am I supposed to fucking do? Nofaluma has got a fucking head injury and he can't and he can't play. And am I going to take? Am I going to start diving in on some dude that's like, yeah, you know, got literal brain injury, brain damage? You'd rather me kick a brain damage guy Which than one? kick the strongest guy on the team. David Nof- <laughs> David Nofaluma, three weeks running now. He's not going to be able to play due to due to the effects of of you know concussion. Or, you know, a, a and B a HIA from a couple of weeks ago. Ergo, a brain injury. Ergo, brain damage. You want me to fucking kick a brain damaged person, Glennie? And I mean, look. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Is that what they do? Like, instead of instead of giving him an HIA, does he start, like, if he starts running in line with the rest of the defensive line, do yeah. they pull him off? Oh, fuck, his depth starts perception's all gone. <laughs> North has got to have a, a, a HIA and B. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck me. How okay, good. so hang on. Let me just take a note. H- HIA and B, that's going to be the title of this one. Now, <laughs> just for, first, we got off track a little bit, but Magic Round Boys, would you like to Would you like to discuss that somewhat? Oh, I thought it was, thought it was great, to... even despite the weather. Um, I was there Sunday um, and watched all the games, uh, took Jackson along. He got to meet some of Twill Nation at uh, the Lord Alfred there for a little bit. Did they, they dump mean? shit on you? 
No, actually, they didn't. But, oh, did, did. They, did they let him Jackson in? Jackson did. did yeah, the did they, other people did, of did they, did they let him in? Oh, uh, yeah, out the back there. Yep. Did you ring him up and clear it first? No, it's all good. I know you were really worried about it last week, that's all. I was a little bit concerned. But, and I thought, I'll ring him, and I was like, nah, fuck it. I'll work it out. So. Yeah. Nice. He's well taller done. than you. He'll get fucking through, no, no problem. Look, it, I, Motherfucker almost is. <laughs> um, just, just like it was last year, it was a fucking great reminder that that the wider rugby league community uh, are actually fans of the game, you know? Not not foremost, they're obviously fans of their club, um, but... I would have thought they are fans of alcohol from my experience. Yeah. Um, First and talking, foremost. I'm not talking about our <laughs> listeners, I'm just talking about generally. Um, but, you know, to, to sit in the stands and when your team's playing, to see a bunch of neutrals around you in whatever jersey for whatever club, like for the that brief that brief eighty minutes, pretending they were the fan of a good club, you know, and giving that joy to people. So I saw that many fucking Newcastle and West jerseys. Um, you know, when when Luai scored, they they got to pretend. You know, it was like it was like there were fucking sixty thousand Make a Wish children there, and I just got to see them all fucking smile just once. Um, so yes, it truly was magic for me. I really what was it. the weirdest jersey? What was the weirdest jersey you saw? Uh, all of those fucking gross half and half ones. They can all get fucked. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually see. I don't know if I didn't see any or if I just didn't. They just didn't register. I saw someone, um, you know, send us a picture of someone in like a half Broncos, half St George one, which is a, mm, yeah. a new a new monstrosity that I'd not seen before. Yeah, but <clears throat> I don't really. I don't think I really registered those at the time when I'm looking uh, at them. Do you know? Do you know what that Warriors yellow tartan jersey? Flannelette shirt one, yeah. Yep. Um, has just enough Alicia Silverstone and Clueless in it for me that I don't hate it anymore after seeing it in real life a couple of times. <laughs> I suspect the person wearing it might have looked a little different to Alicia Silverstone and Clueless. Well, she was blonde. You've got a great and probably wondering why you're probably wondering why your lipstick was out. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that sort of magic round? <laughs> I was having breakfast on Saturday morning um, in uh, in like the valley, you know that little that little lane there at the echo there where the Street Fighter Burger place is down there, yeah. And um, and there was a guy outside Ridges waiting for his transport for the day or whatever that was full kit wanker referee gear. Yeah, wow. A civilian Oof. in full referee gear. Yeah. So um, that was yeah that that was probably the, the weirdest one I saw, but uh. I didn't. I didn't see the diversity in jersey. I didn't notice the diversity this time around. Whereas, like the first one or the second one, it just seemed like people were trying yeah. to be the person who had the most obscure fucking jersey on. Yeah. From you know wherever, but um, but yeah, maybe that's just you know the rain kept great, people inside. Great spectacle, and again, much. yeah, like the for an event to be pissed down rain on for three days solid, and it was fucking yeah. pissing down the whole time. Sunday was humid as and fuck. And still Sunday, be a Sunday, the weather was actually the worst. It wasn't rainy, but it, beca- it was that, so fucking yeah, hot that's and humid. Right. It was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. But that... And, I, I think- and I'm telling people, yeah, it's hoodie. It's fucking hoodie season. At Magic <laughs> Grounds, like, you know, the first weekend of hoodie season. Wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nope. It, like, it, it has to be a success. For it to be such a dour weather event, but still yeah. still go off like that, it was a good good weekend. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and as mentioned, I'm... Fuck tight. I still haven't slept properly. I think I was. I actually. I felt so bad yesterday afternoon that I did a. That I did a fucking uh, swab. 
for the Rona. Really? The first, the first, the first, COVID, first COVID test I've ever had. Oof. Uh, so it's taken, it's taken like fucking, you know, nearly, you know, two and a bit years. That's the first time, first time of any, any, any kind COVID test I've had. And, Have you um, had a Glenn? And- a test? No, cause the vid. You're, nah. you're still okay. Oof. We've all dodged it. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 the test was emphatically negative. So, um, so so uh, so far so good. I mean, I guess I, I guess you can't really say you're clear and clear until like after the weekend, maybe for all of us. And uh, let's face it, if, if like if one of us have got it, well, if you and I have got it, yeah, then That's you or I have it, you and yeah. I have it, and, along with a lot of other fucking people. And the people, you know. all, all the fucking close talkers that could have given it to us would have seen Glenny on Sunday. Yeah, true. That's it. Fucking degenerates, you know yeah. who you are. Close talkers. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, that's and that was the thing. Like, I, I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm just feeling really fucking tired. That could just mean I'm just. It's Tuesday. I could just be partied out. Um, my, my throat's a bit sore, but you had to speak really loud in the to speak over the music and the people and the blah blah yeah, to get yourself heard it. when you're at a thing. That's so it. maybe I'm just losing. You know, maybe I'm just losing my voice a little bit from that. And, uh, but you know, when, then when you start thinking, when you start, when it gets in your head, you're thinking, oh, fuck, have I got the COVID show? Then you're thinking, then you, your brain starts, your body starts throwing symptoms up to go, yeah, you've got it, motherfucker. <laughs> but man, did you listen to that on Huberman? I did not. So there's what this podcast that Nate put me on about this guy that's a fucking super smart dude, has a bunch of other super smart dudes on his, on his show. And essentially, like, he broke it down and it makes sense, right? He said, it's not the virus that gives you the symptoms. The, the symptoms that you get for a cold, it's not that the virus causes those symptoms. It's that the symptoms are your body's response to having the virus in it. Yeah. yeah? Which is why, you know, if you start to think you are getting sick, you will start to feel sick and you can, like, tr- placebo affect your body into getting Negatively, a stuffy yeah. nose or, yeah. or getting a sore throat. Um, and then just the same as if you are sick, you can do certain things to to lessen the symptoms mm-hmm. um, psychologically. So maybe you do have it, but you're just a mental powerhouse. Oh, I beat yeah, I beat the test. Fuck yeah! I would like well to think done. that I'm immune. As, nice. as I said, as I said many times, if I if I got through magic round without getting it, I declare immunity. You will live forever. Well, you know, no, just COVID won't be the thing that kills me, that's all. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like a billion other things <laughs> that'll probably kill me. On top but, of that uh, list. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Fucking stop it, Glenny. <laughs> Andy Raymond will put a thousand dollar bounty on your head. Yeah, if I was just going to say, stab fucking. That, oh, stab that cunt of death in fucking sleep. Sorry, wait, oh. is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> I will pay a thousand dollars to someone who can, give me, who can give me the exact name and location of Glenn Blakely from Toowoomba. <laughs> He's due for a bad day. Yeah. He's there going, fuck, I've been having bad days for free for years, you dumb cunt. Motherfucker, I've two with, bad days a Twitter. week for the last fucking year then, or more. And then, with, and, then with, and then when the cops come for me and go, hey, you'll make the threats on a podcast saying you're going to pay $1,000 to give Glennie a bad day. I said, yeah, I was just going to fucking throw it on a phone card for some cunts in Malaysia just to keep calling him all day long. <laughs> I thought you were just going to fucking say, hey, let's do a podcast. Glennie's going to have a bad day. Te- well, technically, no one gave me his address. His kids rang up and gave me their address. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh. And that has nothing to, there's zero correlation to why they're wearing brand new fucking lamellos. And you know, <laughs> you know full well, Nathan, and I'll tell you a little story that you wouldn't actually have to make any fucking movement outside that very chair you're sitting in. All you would have to do is get Leo on the phone, who was yeah. unstacking the dishwasher on Sunday morning, and Jackson did nothing but walk past the kid. Leo was just happened to pull two knives out of the dishwasher <laughs> and held them up quite menacingly at Jackson, who was just walking past him, and said, I'll cut out your organs. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that's why he doesn't get cuddles in bed in the morning with mummy and daddy anymore because the door's locked as a safety precaution at bedtime. <laughs> Jackson, as a teenager who had just woken up, just looked at him, grunted something that's like, weirdo, <laughs> just when he went a bit into his shower and, yeah, good times. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <sighs> let's, so, let's get into these games. So Leo's the inside man that I need. <laughs> yeah, he really is. He would not, oh. he'd probably do it for free, mate, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, you know, I pay my debts. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, let's get into these games real quick. Um, the Newcastle Knights 16 defeated the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 6. Uh, this one, the Knights uh, tries to Edric Lee, Bradman Best, Adam Clune, Ponga, one conversion, one penalty goal. Bulldogs 6 came through a try to Josh Adokar and a penalty goal to Matt Burton. No this greater dishonour. Exactly that it promised. Yeah, no greater dishonour to a club than losing to the Knights, clearly. Hence. Correct all that uh, the Bulldogs have put up with since Barrett came on board. This this was the final straw in, and, the, and the final nail in Barrett's coffin, losing to the fucking Knights. Uh, much as it almost was for Maguire, <laughs> the game that the Tigers played against the Knights just had the knives out well and truly for Madge. But um, pretty ugly game. I don't know that there's a great deal that really needs to be said. Scrappy win and a much-needed one for Newcastle, who'd lost seven in a row. It, yeah, and I mean, yeah. Face, the Bulldogs scored like half of their points that they normally score. Their defence just wasn't good enough mm. <laughs> to restrict the Knights on the night or on the afternoon. Yeah, it, I don't, the, I don't understand. I don't really know. This is the thing. I don't know what you can take out of that game. Really, I mean, the Bulldogs were woeful in attack as they've always been. Their only avenue through in attack was what it has been recently, which is Burton to, to Fox, which we joked about would be the only thing they'd be able to do, and it's proven to be true. Yep. The Knights really just, they sealed it very late in the piece. It was like the last couple of minutes when they sealed it <coughs> with a very easy try through total breakdown of Bulldogs center and all the defenders in the middle close to the posts that I thought was actually going to get pulled back because it's it's like watching it uh, watching it live. I was like, oh, wow, that was fucking easy. There's got to be an obstruction there. Definitely, Let's definitely seen it. Yeah seen those pulled back previously but yeah pretty pretty ugly game at the end pretty pretty poor way to start magic round with those two sides but more than made up yeah, for it over the course of the weekend uh, look here's the thing if you're ever going to have a weekend that's just full of narrative games this was it it had the un- under pressure bulldogs it had the knights trying to claw their way back into any sort of form and when it comes to a narrative the the the, the small details don't matter you know, so so it was the knights that find themselves back in the winner's circle, um, 
starting to play more like they did in the the first couple of rounds. Um, so I, I think there's plenty that the Knights will take out of that one. Um, and for the I dogs, think they'll take the two points, and that's basically it. I don't think it bore much resemblance to the first two rounds, other than the two points that they got on no, the competition. No, not at all. But I'm saying in terms yeah. of a narrative. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, look, uh, these these games, these these games aren't. None of these games are narrative games, except for the fact that the top of the table clash lined up on this weekend. Otherwise, it's just the fucking way the draw. You know, the way the draw oh, went. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're never going to be able to. Because let's face it. The narrative for Newcastle would have been about what they are this season, maybe a little bit better. And the narrative for the Dogs was probably maybe they were better because of the the signings in the off season. But I don't think anyone at any stage ever had this one penciled in as kicking That's off it. magic round with the top of the table clash or anything like that, based on what they thought would happen preseason. Uh, Kurt in the Facebook group, he said, "Fox protecting the brand of Ponga like a televangelist protects God from the myth." Oh goddamn. <laughs> Uh, Brendan, he said, watching this game is like watching two double-arm amputees in a boxing match. Ouch. Uh, Daniel, see, narrative. He said, never in doubt, all we do is win. Champagne bottle emoji, champagne bottle emoji. Well done. Uh, Jason said, the effort was better than last week, but only marginally. No real punch in defense, and our attack or lack of is predictable. Every time we make a mistake, it always seems to come back and bite us, but we can't seem to take any advantages of any opportunities that come our way. Only a fool tries the same thing a hundred times and expects a different result. There you go. That's it. That's it. Next, fucking Broncos 38 defeated the Miami Manly Seagulls. Fucking nothing. Um, Broncos tries to uh, Adam Reynolds, a double to Corey Oates, and a hat trick to Selwyn Cobbo. As good wingers do, Glennie, you sort of jump in on you. You've got to be faster on that. You actually created that fucking tag and you haven't used it since you've come back um or as i hope as good centers do when he plays for manly as of next year (laughs) um what a game what a game for the young man to fucking um on the morning where it's like oh yeah manly looking at signing him fucking (laughs) off the broncos uh yeah you passed the audition sir you're fucking fantastic um this is legitimately the worst like i've Obviously, I've been to all my... Certainly not 100% of them, but I have been to almost every Manly slash Northern Eagles game in Brisbane, Gold Coast, or otherwise surround in southeast Queensland in the past fucking 30-plus years. Um. This is most definitely the fucking worst performance I have seen since I used to have to go to fucking... I can't even remember what era it was. It was when the Broncos were still playing at QE2 and I lived at Mount Cravat and I think it was the post... It was the post-Super League, maybe post-Northern Eagles, but it's fucking... It was the worst performance since I used to go sit in cold-ass cavernous QE2 and watch us get beaten by fucking 50... Every yep. every fucking game, and uh, although back then the excuse was just there was just a lack of talent. That's when we had like fucking you know guys like Grant Wooden and fucking Gary Winter and stuff playing for us, and you know Brendan Reeves as fullback. Can this I one, just say, yep. fucking Wooden and Winter? Mm-hmm. I don't know what those guys do with themselves these days, but every time Wooden you is a um, bring up the fucking he- shit teams of that era, those two cunts are always the names you bring up for 12 years plus now. 
Albie Torrens fucking I'm trying to oh yeah oh, they're the ones that stick, you know Nathan Long they, they're, they're the ones that stick in my mind um, but uh, Gary Winter because the reason why he sticks in my mind is because he was a he's a player that had a narrative he was signed for nothing and he just got out of prison for murder so you, you think as a prop that's murder is Gary Winter like, yeah, oh, yeah exactly but he didn't deliver on the promise that Frank Molo has not, not, not one little bit he, he was actually, you know, he was barely, he was a back rower at best and one that should never have played first grade. <laughs> but, um, but that's, that was, that was the level of actual quality in the team then. And obviously now there's like tons of quality in the side, but the application was fucking terrible. And maybe those sides back then, maybe they were doing the best, maybe they were doing the best that they could, you know, based on, you know, based on the, the cattle that they had, but this was just fucking hopeless. And it was like a convergence of the, the wet weather, the, the wet weather, worst case manly side, the regular manly side that loves to turn over the ball or provide piggybacks downfield via penalties and six against, combined with just fucking playing terribly every time and squandering every opportunity that they had an attack, which there wasn't a fucking lot of because of point B, constantly handing the ball over and the you know and having a, a gigantically lopsided fucking possession. Then the flip side of that was Adam Reynolds getting the ball in fucking good ball or near, near, you know, good ball positions and having potentially the greatest fucking short kicking game. I think a single game that I've seen anyone have ever have <laughs> like it was fucking pin. Like these, they had to be pinpoint accurate, especially the ones like the two over to Cobo and that, and he just executed fucking amazingly. And, um, I see, I see that he's the, potential. I see he has a groin injury and potentially may not play next week. Oh, so, no. <laughs> um, um, apparently, he, the, said, he said he's all good, but apparently he's, he's got a groin injury from the game from kicking the shit out of the fucking ball probably yeah. 78 fucking times. And that's it. It's, it's, it's not like he was getting them out of trouble all night. It's a repetitive mm. stress injury yeah. from rubbers. <laughs> it, was, it was a repetitive stress injury from fucking chip kicks, 20 metres to chip kicks. <laughs> and look, here's the thing. We've said it before. The, the short kicking game is a fucking dwindling art. It is a dwindling this art. This was an absolute throwback. It was, was a master chase. There, it was, it, 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 seriously, though, I cannot remember a single game. It's got to be one one in a period, a better fucking attacking kicking game mm, mm. than this okay. ever and i'm old so i could have forgotten stuff in the past when was the last time you saw old, a legitimate and a chip and chase <laughs> yeah yeah I'd look I'd, again I'm, and it's a, an easy one I'm, usually it's like jo- usually it's jai arrow trying it usually it's jai arrow trying it when, it when the chips are down <laughs> um or or it's one of the you know like the like the billy slater origin one mm. where it's where it's one on yeah. one to get it through yeah. the line and this yep. is the thing with reynolds it's his brain, and it's not that he's a brilliant footy strategist. It's, ah, oh, they got some wounded cattle out there. That means the cover's not going to be as quick as it usually is. Mm. And if they're banking on me going back that way, I've got a little bit of space behind them. You know, yep. it's it's what a smart footballer does for your fucking team. Oh, there, there's a yep. weakness there. Let's see what we can do about it. Mm. Yep. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I think he's, um, <laughs> my point being, if he stays healthy, um, because we know how injury prone he is, but very, he very he's a legitimate prone. contender for the Daily M at this stage. Absolutely, yeah. what he's doing, and and with even take the the South discussion out of it, and and what it's done to them, the football that he's playing alone is fucking outstanding, yeah. and and the impact well, you, that he's yeah. having on that side is well. One of the things about the season the, for me. 
to bring to bring the South thing up, and I mean, you know, we've we've talked about what it's done to to Cody Walker and his game. The thing we haven't spoken about is, I think with him being the man and not having to fucking like parcel up part portions of the game yeah. with another star player, I think that has been great for him mm-hmm. as well. That's being the guy point. that can do everything, and so yeah. he's being the guy that can do everything. He doesn't have to defer to anybody. And he can just do, and he can he can do everything. And when it comes off, it's fucking amazing. I'm curious as to how far through the season this can go. And by that I mean, obviously, yeah. at the moment, it is, you know, new environment, new opportunities, um, a one team town, positive press everywhere, loving life. Mm-hmm. Is that enough to sustain him through a season in terms of? efforts you know does does he well, get he's to got that point to prove and a chip on his shoulder i think yeah, that yeah. gets him through yeah, the season. I think so too. you reckon he's got a season's worth of a chip yep yeah, okay. oh yeah definitely definitely i mean the thing the thing that's going to the thing that's going to stop him is not it's not him it's the fact that when he's on like this he can win the game for his team fucking no problem at all and he's had a couple of games like that this season this one being the by far the better one but i mean he has had a couple like this the the only yeah. thing is he needs there are going to be times when he goes when he has to do it without the support of anyone around him. Yeah, and those are, and that's that's going to be the thing that slows him down. And again, here's the thing: as always happens in the NRL, he he'll be on everyone's radar, and it wasn't like he wasn't before. Mm. Yeah, but you watch defenses run up and just fucking hammer him to to try and put a bit of the sourds in him or injuring. And, and, and try, yeah, try and put a bit problem. of the Reynolds into him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the socials, Ryan, he said, Foran's playing like somebody who recently signed a contract and no longer has to prove themselves for overs. Fucking out. That was actually an excellent, that was an excellent point. He played fucking horrible, like the worst game he's played since he came back. Mm. You know, and so the worst, the worst game since he was probably, I don't know, at the Dogs. Maybe even it was it was like legitimately fucking terrible. Like some of the passes he threw were fucking god awful. There were ones where, where you know where he was linking up in the line and just dropping the ball cold and shit. It was he was fucking terrible, and he needs to get uh, that shit out. Of, he needs to get the tight shit out of his system, or at least fucking hold it off for another fucking six months or so. Uh, Sean, he said, hopefully Adams Reynolds' shoulders hold up because he's carrying this Broncos team. Yes, he is. Uh, Mendoza. That's what they're paying him for. Mendoza said. Garrick forever with his hand in Cobbo's pocket. He's getting an absolute bath. It certainly is. Uh, Terry, he said, Dylan Walker is doing his best Cody Walker impression. Yeah. Uh, Neil. Yeah, it's true. I didn't realize I didn't realize that was him live. I was actually cursing out for him, and then someone said, no, no, it was fucking Dylan Walker. Um, <laughs> Neil, he said, Tommy Ponga is showing why even Manly fans think Garrick is a good fullback. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, I saw that's him a come multi-level out. burn. I saw him come out again, come out today, going, "Oh, you know, I'm, if I'm, I'm needing a team, no, no, motherfucker, legitimately, if you're not fucking, if you're not 100, percent sit this one out. It's good, yeah. fucking Ruben Garrick's there. I mean, he's the fucking leader for the state of origin fullback position. You're hearing it more and more. Let him be the fullback. You can fucking just, just, just chill, bro. See how you carried us last year. Just fucking chill down until you Mate, get your fucking shit. If you 100%. keep saying it and people keep listening to the show, that doesn't. That, that doesn't mean that people are hearing it more and more because they're still just hearing it from you. 
Glennie, Whereas- you finally, you're finally, you're finally getting it, Glennie. You're finally getting it. They are hearing it more and more because I'm saying it more and more. So what you finally? Hit, the, the other thing is though, with Dylan, with Dylan Edwards for Origin, you're starting, you're starting to to hear it from more sources. So people are looking at all the statistics. Literally, nobody has said anything about Dylan Edwards for Origin. <laughs> Everyone, not said. even for or, not even for the fucking by your metric, eighteenth mate. Jay just said it. Mate, so by we... your metric, yes, it didn't, people are hearing about it. We just heard about it. You've put more time into being scared of Dylan Edwards than you can to hype up your own fucking, you know, shit candidate. You're essentially Scott Morrison at this stage. Brendan, he said you would think the highest paid player in the history of the game would have an idea how to tackle. Yet every time he is run over, like he is from the under sevens, DCE is a myth. Interesting. You're hearing that more and more too. Uh, Scott, he said they can't even blame it on Morgan Harper tonight. Cunts couldn't catch COVID in a Wuhan wet market. Manly had no answers for the Broncos' middle and appeared to be the team along with South struggling the most with the rule changes. And in real talk, I think that's one of your first concerns. Is your I think the first concern is wearing soft. I think the I think the first the first thing that we need to. Uh need to worry about is uh thankfully that was time time number two of two times total that we're wearing that cursed fucking black jersey there we go and uh i don't care how fucking magical fucking page fucking spirinax fucking tits look on points bet fucking commercials i'm wearing that goddamn thing ever fucking again burn it Continue. Was that the last one, was it? Okay. Um, yes. Okay. So the Rabbitohs are 32 to feed the Warriors 30. And uh, this one, the Rabbitohs 32, had uh, double to Milne. Uh, Taffy, Johnson, Cook, Ilias tries. Four conversions to Taffy. Uh, Montu- for the Warriors, Montoya got a double. Pompey, Jastavanga, and Dejanasi with tries. Reese Walsh, five of five conversions. And uh, this one was the uh, stereotypical... Game of two halves. It was. I think the rain leveled things up a little bit and and worked in the Warriors' favour. But some of the defence that South put up as the Warriors were coming back at them in that second half has to be a huge concern. They, yeah. just soft. There's no other way to put it. Um, and I don't think South. They're certainly not the side. Um, the same quality side that made the grand final last year for, for lots of reasons. But I don't think they're a good enough side this year to, to be putting the queue in the rack at any stage, let alone with 40 minutes of a game to play. Um, pretty disappointed in the way they, they really, the way the Warriors have been going, there's every opportunity for South to go on and, and really put another big score on the Warriors and they, they, they fell over completely and the Warriors almost got them. Mm. I think the Warriors are the Warriors, to be honest, and and yeah, and and that second and that first half was exactly that, and then maybe the second half, maybe they can look at that as a positive. Maybe this, that's the start. That's the corner. I watched this one um, in the in the pub with with a bunch of the other listeners, and and the amount of people that were just there, fucking sad about Sean Johnson. And in a year where I'm trying to be positive about everything, Try he just he just fucking brings me down thinking about, you know, everything he could have been. And 
And if at this stage of your career, after playing that much rugby league, if you're still taking poor options, if you're still, you know, throwing throwing lazy passes, and that's the only the only way I can describe it is is when just you know, lacks the daisical efforts. Um, what are you there for? You know, you're not you're not doing the best for your teammates. You're not doing the best for yourself. If your heart's not in it, man, fucking hell. Um, best game I've I, seen. I would suggest that he's there for he's there for fucking for for currency <laughs> that's worth eighty percent of Australian dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, best game I've seen out of Cody Walker in a while. However, the rabbits still look like there is no cohesion in there. You know, mm. when they were when they were making their charge for the grand final last year, when they would set up for plays, you knew everybody in that team knew exactly what was coming, knew exactly what they had to do, and everybody went out there and they executed. I'm not sure how taking a seven away from one side of the field can make the other side of the field look so fucking woeful and like they haven't played together at all. You know, and... And yes, there's going to be some disjointedness because you, your seven's the glue and he, you'll put you around the field. But there, there's something at South where I don't know if it's communication, I don't know if it's trust. Um, they are a shell of what they were last year. And they don't yeah. seem to be able to come together as a group to get themselves through 80 minutes. Fair point. Hmm. Look, and again, you know, Mitch, Mitch was a big out for them, but I don't know. Uh, Gus, he said, hello, I'm one of your POM followers over the water. Hello, Gus, thanks for uh, commenting. Uh, he said, can't for the life of me think what the Warriors bring to your game. That, um, anyone? Anyone? What, what do the Warriors bring? Like that, they've, they've bought us a couple, a couple of great super fans, but that's it. By losing for so long, <coughs> they've bought us some of the staunchest fans in the world. That's their only contribution to the NRL. They've been on the ride I mean, in okay. some Tigers meme games, though. I was going to say, like, I mean, if we're going to start fucking pointing the finger at clubs, I mean, you know, what a fucking Canterbury, what a fucking Newcastle, what a, dare I say, the West Tigers bring to the fucking game. Motherfucker. Because arguably, all of them bring less than the fucking Warriors do. The West Tigers have provided this very show with content and lots of it. Well, that's true. For more than a decade. Well, that's yes. true. But I mean, does the, game, does, the, does the game respect that contribution? I mean, we do. Well, no one respects anything that the West Tigers do, Nathan. That's the problem. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, you know, like, sure. Like, you know, the podcast, the podcast equivalent of shitposting appreciates it. But, <laughs> but does the actual, does, does the game? No. <laughs> um, Damien, he said, other than they suck, how do they fix the Warriors? Look, that's that has been a topic for discussion. Brownie's this not the guy, and every other no, he is not. Brownie is not the guy. But I mean, they've had guys that I thought could have been the guy for sure, and it's not happened for him. So uh, look, it's tough. The worry, and I the think people are more only, in, more intricately. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say the, the Warriors' only tiny medium of success was when they had the greatest coach in the history of the fucking game coaching them who took them so far beyond their potential to a grand final. You know, you got to remember, this man 
Ivan Cleary has taken the Warriors to a grand final and has had Luke Brooks named Dally M halfback of the year. He, he's achieved things in coaching that no one else ever could. So, um, But seriously, I, I think the first thing you got to do with the Warriors is their conditioning is fucked. And with the way that the game is played and refereed at the moment, you need to be able to go at a pace with the top teams. You know, the, the top teams at the moment are the ones that can get out there and they can perform at a high intensity for 80 minutes and know they can go up gears until you don't have any more gears left. And the Warriors, especially in the forwards, they're built for the game that was played four years ago. So if that's me, that's where I start. So you don't fix you don't fix that in a season. Well, no, no, but I think I feel like they've got like they they've got the the foundations there. I, I, you know, it starts at the coach, but like like we've just said, I mean, there's been coaches there that could have done something with them in the past and, and and didn't. You know, apart from fucking Daniel Anderson, and, you know, and both and, and, and both times they had fucking amazing players in the side as well to fucking get them going. But um, mm. now they don't have. They don't have the halves that they've had in the years are successful. Mm. I mean, Reese Walsh is a fucking great player, and it feels like everything good that happens to them comes from him. Yep. But fuck, if you hang in everything on a on a kid on that's a played kid that one season, back, yeah, 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 that's the way. Um, finally, Richard he said the Warriors prove they can fall short in every aspect of rugby league, even comebacks. Fucking scathing from Warriors fans. Rightly so. Okay, Titans 20 defeated the Gold Coast... Oh, sorry, the, the St. George Illawarra Dragons 16. Uh, the Titans 20 came through tries to Brimson, Osako, Firma, and Wallace. Um, conversions, uh, two from three for Osako. And uh, I, I just... We don't know... I don't normally mention the misses, but this one bears, bears repeating. Uh, two missed field goals for Osako, one for Jaden Campbell, one for Sexton. Uh, the Dragons, 16, came through tries to uh, Fenai, DeBellin, and Suli. One conversion for Zach Lomax, one penalty goal. And Lomax also missed with the solitary attempt that the Dragons got off. Bit of golden point excitement in fairly atrocious conditions. Titans came away with a with a try in golden point in the corner through Osako and, and took the win. But um, I thought the Dragons had more than their fair share of opportunities to win the game uh, even before it got to, to Golden Point. And yeah, just... when it came to Golden Point, I don't think they did have any opportunities. Hey, like they just, like, It seemed like it was all Titans, and I can't believe that the Titans squandered that many fucking yeah. good yeah. attempts at field goals Yeah, um, because the Dragons, they didn't have a sniff in Golden Point itself. No. Tell um, me. Sorry, go yeah. ahead, Glennie. Does, does it look like Sloan's been dropped again this week? I haven't had a look at the team list yet. I can I can quickly fucking scan down there for you. Let me have a look. He had a couple uh, of moments yes, in he's this 20, game. Yes, he's twenty-two, and, and Cody Cody Ramsey back to fullback. So yeah, so, yeah, he has been. So he he was one of their best all season, and he's yeah. been dropped. Yeah. Did he? You know, and I know he had a couple of bungles, and he had that he had that kick where he's he's tried to trap it with his foot, and and he's booted it into Ben Hunt, giving the differential penalty. Um, was he drop worthy? Like, what, what's Hook doing with this kid? I think he's fucking yeah. him mentally. Is what he's doing. I, I think. 
you get I mean, far more out of him if you play him again. Brainless things I've ever fucking yeah. seen in my life. Yeah, it was ordinary. I mean, you were in a position to catch the ball, catch the fucking ball, mate. You had Ben yeah. Hunt standing there to fucking as a as a, a blocker that wouldn't have been called for an escort. You had a, hang on. a clear so hang shot on. of that fucking. So he had the patron saint of drop balls standing right in fucking front of him, <laughs> and somehow got the yips. Okay, fucking he's up on him. And no, he wasn't even oh. born when Ben Hunt fucking dropped that ball in, <laughs> in 2015. He was still swimming in his daddy's fucking sack. He's got no oh, excuses. <laughs> but but that's the thing. Is this is that is that drop worthy from everything else that you've seen out of the St George of the Warriors? No, 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 it's not. It's but not to drop it's him and then worthy, put but... Cody Ramsey in there, who's hasn't set the world alight during his opportunities at fullback either. Maybe he's pretty some crosses a lot. <laughs> I think he's pretty... He, Ramsey's been terrible in defence. I mean, we saw him last year, what well, was mostly on the wing, wasn't it, when they yeah. when he had his opportunities. That's but it. The thing, like, I, look, I, I can deal with dropping Sloan if you've got, you know, grand designs on Ramsey being the guy and you want to give him a chance. But at the same time, if you really want to build confidence in a young guy, I mean, you want to give him some continuity and you want to give him the, the, the feeling that... A solitary mistake won't see his fucking first grade career come to an end. Yeah, that's it. So he can go out there without the fucking weight of the world on his shoulders. And then you've got a game against the Warriors coming up, which, yeah, tradition well, not traditionally, but if you look at the last month or so of, of action, is a more forgiving opponent Yep. against which to ply your trade. Yep. And perhaps build a little bit of confidence, and perhaps become the player that they, you know, that they hope and anticipate he will become. Mm. But I just can't see dropping Tyrell Sloan in a world where fucking Jack Jack fucking Jetski gets <laughs> plays first grade yeah, football, fuck. and Aaron Woods <laughs> in the same fucking team of all things. Nice. So, um, yeah. Ash in the socials. He said, this week, we're making the Titans look like the Storm. Just like last week when we made the Storm look like the Storm. (laughs) (laughs) Mark. He said, it's great to see Maguire getting sent off for a professional foul instead of foul play. Inclining. That's it. Take your silver linings. Um, Lachlan, he said, I only watched the highlights, but that last step from Campbell on Hunt was unbelievable. One of the fastest changes in direction I've ever seen. I was impressed with the kid. I'm not going to start fucking ponga hyping him up. No. Um, no. Because he is fucking 30 kilos of skin and bone <laughs> playing playing against 110 kilogram monsters. Um, yeah. But, fuck, if he, if he does three things a game that remind me of Preston Campbell, then I hope he has a fucking long and stellar career and I will watch every game he plays with great admiration. Because well I fucking loved watching his father play. And I only hope that he has a, a smidgen of the success um, the, that Preston did. And and also, one of the one of the true advocates for the Indigenous game. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yep. Um, yeah, d- d- the family deserves all the success they get. And is, that, is that it for the... That's it. 
Okay. Um, the Panthers 32 defeated the Storm 6. Uh, Panthers uh, doubled the Targo. Uh, kick out Luai Crichton tries. Cleary 5 conversions and a penalty goal. Storm tried a Nick Meany conversion. Nick Meany. That, that's all the scoring. Yeah. That's it. Floor is yours, Jay. M- much, much better run this week from Penrith than, than last week. I think um, the, the loss to Parramatta... I guess opened a few eyes, uh, and I felt that the young guys in the squad really aimed up, and and probably took things a bit more seriously this week. Um, I mean, it was a top of the table clash. You know, even the outs at Melbourne had. I mean, it was still a top of the table clash. So the, yeah. these are the easy games to get up for. to take you to take to yeah to that's get it. up for yeah, yeah exactly. And that that's why I said that I think the timing was convenient. Um, yeah, to to have that loss right before the game that you need to focus for. Because, um, let's be real, there isn't there isn't an, an awful lot out there. And that's where, you know, Penrith struggled with it last year. Um, I feel teams like Manly did as well. Like in that run they went on at the, the back end of the season, they didn't really play a lot of quality opposition. And I think that hurt them come finals time. Um, but it it really is pleasing to see that Penrith can adjust to the conditions. You know, it was wet weather footy and they were able to just just walk up to that line of unwise play. You know, if you go too far into your shell in wet weather football, then it just becomes a grind and it takes a lot of the advantages that Penrith could potentially have out of the equation. But still being expansive with the football when you're allowed, um, giving space to your outside backs with early ball. Uh, I think Luai... Had a much better game as well. Like, he's starting to come back into form. He'd been a bit quiet over the last couple of weeks. Oh, I thought he had a great game. And and their defense. That's the thing. Now, granted, um, they were up against a, a Melbourne team um, with a cowardly seven who was so fucking worried about some good old-fashioned Matt Druitt-style retribution for comments that he made um, that he's faked an injury. Um you know, Cameron Munster, for some reason, you know, dyed his, dyed his fucking hair. I don't know if that means that he had another big weekend on the unidentified white powder that no one knows what it is. And he was a bit worried about some follicle testing coming through. Uh, I've heard that that's what players do. You hear it more and more. Um, but, yeah. It, it also goes to show that this Melbourne Storm team is probably the closest to, to mortal that we've seen in a long time. You know, I think this is probably as poor a Melbourne Storm performance as I remember in recent memory. No, I don't remember yep. Melbourne ever looking that rushed and panicked and without real options to stop the flow of points. Yeah. Um, and like uh, over and above the over and above what you would expect with the outs that they had. Yeah, for That's sure. It. Like it was, it was far, it was, it was far more than that alone, you know. Yeah. So, um, and again, this this is what happens when you're playing with confidence, when you're playing with pace, and and when you're accurate, you rush people to make decisions, you know. And for for some of the new ins that Melbourne had that hadn't been in that storm system, I think the reason the storm looks so calm a lot of the time is because there aren't too many situations that they haven't been in before. Yep. And so a lot of it is, well, yeah, okay, cool. So no matter what happens here, if I don't have it covered, they will. Let's just go out there and all just get our job done. 
Whereas these younger kids are going to freak out a little bit, so they'll get better with age, just as just as as all of the Melbourne Storm players do, and they'll they'll adjust to the Melbourne system. But um, this will be a good confidence builder for Penrith that they could have that loss, um, that they could leave themselves a little bit exposed, and they should rightly so feel like they caused a lot of the issues in Melbourne, um, even with the the outs that they had. Fair. All right, hit the socials. Terry, he said the flat track bullies have been exposed. I don't know whether he's saying that Penrith were flat track bullies because Melbourne are shit or whether Melbourne are only good against shit teams. But uh, Mendoza, Mendoza said, how is DCE higher paid than Yo? Yo is a way better playmaker. Changed my mind. Well, the reason, Mr. Mendoza, or Rod, if you will, um, is that Isaiah Yo is the most underrated player of all time, and DCE is the most overrated player of all time. Uh, Lachlan said, "It seems a champion team will always beat a team of Billy Idols." Yes, it will. Uh, and Cameron said, "How much cash sitting on the pine between Hughes, Pappy, Smith, and Welch? Then Cheese going off early. Yuck! Fingers crossed there is a full strength game later in the season. Yes, I would like that as well." Let's go on to the next one. Everyone too busy fucking double double fisting beers and not fucking tweeting or uh oh, <laughs> look, again, magic round. Be- I think yeah. because so many people were there and, and around, most of the comments in a lot of the threads were conversational. Yeah, right. So yeah. not, not so much through, yeah. not so much comments about the game, but yeah, long right. chats about different things that happened during the game. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Um, the Raiders 30 defeated the Sharks 10. Uh, the Raiders 30 came through tries to uh, Seb Chris, Schneider, uh, Papali'i, Harawira Naira, Hudson Young. Four conversions to Schneider, one penalty goal. The Sharks 10 tries to Katoa and Hunt with Nico Hines, one conversion. I thought this the Sharks... This is fucking downright inspirational. <laughs> I thought the Sharks' came. performance was by far the worst of the weekend. <laughs> they were fucking, oh, fucking both... <laughs> It was one of the worst. Sure. Oh, that is a worst. I mean, call, I guess if you want to, I guess if you want to run a tiebreaker and say, yeah, they were playing against fucking eleven minutes at one point, <laughs> and uh, and they're playing, and they, it was almost actually the mirror image of the game that they played against the Warriors. Exactly. Yeah. And um, watching it live, they look completely out of the game throughout. Just. Uh, Dropping balls, cold they're, they're, with they're no attacking. Other yeah, but they're, even their attacking fluency and stuff, like they yeah. when they got the good positions, they just did. They had nothing. They were just going side to side with no real, you know, direction. Mm. And uh, and I don't like. I I don't know if you can only attribute it to the fact that they moved Nico Hines back to fullback because of the yeah the the suspensions. Um, but Moylan didn't fuck, get moved. His position stayed the same, and he was fucking woeful. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they they were they weren't there, and then then when you add to that the constant sin binnings mm. that Canberra sustained in the second half, it should have been plenty to let, to get a half competent Sharks attack on the board, you know, more than required. But um, the the Raiders it was it was fucking it was it was it was downright inspirational the way that they defended when short manned. Mm. 
And then when they started to get their guys back on the field and, and eventually get it back to 13 on 13, the way that they, they were then able to, you know, sink the dagger in and finish the game off. There was a and, time where know, the Raiders were rucking it out. They were, sorry, they were rucking it out from their own end with 11 men. Yep. And they stripped yeah. the Sharks for numbers on the edge yeah. and made a long yeah. break up the sideline. How, how yeah. the fuck is that even possible? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think maybe part of the reason that we've all underestimated just how important Will Kennedy is to, to what the Sharks do and how they play, and obviously plays an important position um, as part of the spine, but they just... Like, he was replaced with a quality player in Nico Hines that's played plenty of fullback, and... They, yeah, but they, then they, I was then, really they then deprived the halves of Nico Hines as well. True, but oh, so I was really surprised to see the Sharks play that poorly. And, and let credit me tell to you, Ray Trindle, Trindle is Trindle is not is not good. No, he's not. He's anti good. <laughs> and and maybe and maybe that was just the single biggest <laughs> factor the, the fact that they had to move Nico, you know, due to the suspension. But but I I would rather than talk about rather than highlight how poor the Sharks were. I think despite that, the Raiders absorbed so much fucking punishment and field position against them when they were down on numbers. Yep. They played the, the short-manned game amazingly, and then when yep. they finally got their opportunity to come back, they you know they got the daggers. And you, you had young young Wolford there looking like his next generation. Mm. Yeah. You know, for, for the Raiders. That's and it. And it, it really was the, the, the best mental performance I've seen out of Canberra in a long time. Imagine what this could this this could potentially do for them. I mean, this is a team that's renowned for fading in games when they're when they're matched up level with um numbers. And I'm sure at half time, even though they had a great half time lead, I, you know, that would have been the number one thing that they were trying to combat. And then when they start losing guys, I mean then it makes it look the fade look even more inevitable. Yep. And in the fact that they powered through down to eleven men at some stages. Yeah. And put on more points to seal the game. It was just like, it could just do so much for that fucking side. Yeah. And um, I guess we'll see how it translates. Yep. For the rest of the That's season. It. Nice. Nice, nice. On the socials, Mitch. So the Sharks clearly need a send off to inspire them. Throw an arm or flip someone, you dumb cunts. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Jason, with an interesting stat, fucking love this one. You said it's been eight straight since Mick Ennis mocked the Viking clap. Mock the clap at your own peril. Wow, interesting. Eight straight. Was that was that sixteen? That was the the premiership year, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, that's right. Yeah, it was his last year. And uh, Richard, you said the Sharks approach rugby league immortality by doing what few other clubs have been able to achieve, allowing the Raiders to score two second half tries. Ha ha. That's it. That's us. All right. The Roosters thirty-one defeat the Eels twenty-four. The Roosters tries two. Jarrah Hargraves, Sam Walker, James Tedesco, and double to Joseph Suwali. Uh, Walker three conversions, two penalty goals, and a field goal. Defeating the Eels twenty-four, a double to Isaiah Papali'i, Mitch Moses, and Ryan Madison with tries and Moses four conversions. A couple of glaring errors from Gutho in this game. Um, one where he, uh, you know, was clean bowled by uh, by a ball on the ground, and, and Teddy 
was too quick for him and got to the ball first uh, yep. to score his try. Um, his some of his positional play was was far less than uh, of a standard than I would have expected from him. Um, one in particular, he was nowhere to be seen. Um, yeah, where the Roosters scored um, to the point where I was sitting next to the great man Frogmore and. We both looked at each other and said, where the fuck is he? And he was actually defending in the line, um, you know, 20 metres out from the try line that he's defending. <laughs> and he's defending in the line. They put a kick over and, and they raced through and scored untouched. Yeah, that's it. just fuck. crazy. Um, Moses, in stark contrast to, to Gutho, in that game, I felt like he he willed them back into the game. He, he put the team on his back and mm. had a couple of you know moments in each um, half where he, he scored um, solo tries. And he uh, you know he's a great competitor when he's on. He doesn't like it when things don't go his way. But in this game, I was really impressed with how he he really uh, upped his level of personal intensity and and took his teammates with him and. Um, the Roosters in the end, the, the last try uh, with Suwali uh, was, you know, one of a couple of moments that he had. But that that try that he scored at the end of the game was went somewhere along to, to living up to some of the hype that's been around him since yeah. since he started to, you know, look like he was coming into first grade even when he was at South. Yep. Well, since there was that tug of war, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nice. Anything else you want to say on this one, Nate? No, not me. Nice. Terry said, Moses is actually still a decent enough half behind a beaten forward pack. Must be the experience he picked up at the Tigers. Uh, Michael, he said, as a Queensland fan, I would appreciate more gutho for New South Wales fullback buzz. You are hearing that less and less. There is no buzz. (laughs) Completely at fault for Zerasco and Walker tries in the first half. Uh, John said, Played half an hour of good footy, but gave the Roosters way too much of a head start. I thought Parramatta will pass the whole turn up one week, don't turn up the next bullshit, but clearly not. At least the neutrals here at Suncorp got an entertaining contest. Off to the bar I go. That is a very fucking zen way to look at it. I like it. <laughs> nice. Righto. Last game of Magic Round, the North Queensland Cowboys 36 defeat the West Tigers 12. The uh, Cowboys 36 tries to drink water. Felt, Ruben Cotter, Petahiku, Nanoi, and a double to Talungi. Four conversions to Val Holmes. Tigers, 12, came through tries to Tupo and Garner. Hastings, two conversions. Glennie, well, as, you were there as I've always said, guys, the Tigers will always score moral victories against the Cowboys, and they always win moral the hearts and mag- imaginations of the rugby league world at Magic Ground. And I, I feel like. We- that remained and was shown to be true in this game. They won no hearts. <clears throat> what hearts did they win? All of the hearts. All of every last heart. Don't clean yourselves because neither of you have hearts. There's assholes where your heart should be. We lost our six, our inspirational six, Brooksy. We lost our our hooker. We lost the starting prop. We had a standing fullback days, and a winger on debut. Although that alternates week to week, but at the moment it was. I was going to say. Week it was Simkin. <laughs> Littles, Littles had his concussion issues as well, let's be honest. Um, not a lot of tackling technique practice going on at the Tigers, it would seem. Too much quad stretching, not enough tackling practice. Um, 
you know, as I said, lost our six, lost our nine, lost a starting prop, had a stand-in fullback and a winger on debut, and in my mind, we still won the game. Not on the scoreboard, but in the places where it counts, in my heart, in Which the hearts is, of rugby league fans. It's just the narrative that I did not hear at any stage <laughs> in all of Magic Round, where rugby league fans, where pretty much all of the rugby league fans, in fact, were uh, assembled together. <laughs> Look, the Cowboys... They took uh, they took what the Tigers gave them, and 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 the Tigers. I feel like they. Um, if this was, if this was last year, and even at some points uh, when we we had that horrible run, oh, certainly last year we we lose that game by fifty. Um, but they kept kept going right to the very end, and I think that is a testament to to Jackson Hastings. Um, and I, I will talk the man up, but you know he played until that the last whistle. He he never dropped his head. He never stopped pushing. Um, he never. So what you're saying talking. is he he doesn't understand the situation he's in. <laughs> That's a ridiculous that, assessment. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm saying he's a phenomenal player, and I'm fucking glad he's on our team. Don't want to tell David Nofaluma that he can't play because he's got fucking brain damage. Yeah, <laughs> Glenny, Glenny, have us believe. <laughs> <laughs> fucking master masterful performance from the Tigers and unfortunately uh, unfortunately several of them died during this game and Cowboys fucking really only closed it out at the end which is, says a lot more about the Cowboys than it does about the Tigers um, this fucking Cowboys team keeps on rolling mm. yep. it fucking Fairly keeps deep. on rolling yeah um, They're actually impressive to watch. Some of their structures is actually, and and I think again, I'm, I feel like hearing it more and more. I'm giving Chad Townsend, <laughs> I'm giving Chad Townsend fucking credit, and I, I feel dirty. But um, you know, Deaton has a freedom to play as a young player um, without the weight of the world on his shoulders because of Chad. What Chad Townsend is doing in that side and watching them. Live and certainly from the the seats that we had, you could you could really see, you know, just how. Where were your Sunday seats? Were they sort of like down in the in goal, like pretty much behind the posts? Yeah, oh, not yeah. yeah to the to the left of the to the right post. the left. Yeah, okay. Um, but they're actually they're gonna they're gonna be they're already a good side. They're gonna be very good, and um, I think they're still figuring out a few. A few things, and they've got some young players that will benefit from experience over time. But they're, they're, the Cowboys have already had people sit up and take notice, and I think that's going to continue over the course of the season. Yeah, nice. So, so you socials? always win at Magic Round. How good? How fucking always, good? Always, and we always beat the Cowboys. Always beat the Cowboys, and especially at the, at the Magic Round. That remains um, Reece, to be true. I thank you for agreeing with me. Reese, with another fucking great stat. He said, unless the Cowboys are beaten by 50 or tonight, they'll be the only team not to change ladder position this weekend. Wow. Which would have been true, except that Penrith were one and they still won at the end. So, close. <laughs> Very fucking close. Uh, Justin, he said, just remember, the Tigers always beat the Cowboys. I agree. Um Still, still happening. 
Jason said, just remember, the Tigers always beat the Cowboys. Thanks, real dad. <laughs> Simon, he said, remember, the Tigers always beat the Cowboys. <laughs> and there were legit oh, another four or five of those. So, um, yes, people people have, well, I don't want to say long memories, but um, memories of this show. Well done. Sounds like one track fucking minds, really. Yeah. <laughs> that's us. Okay, so that's it for uh, episode 263. Thanks for listening. As always, if you want to support the show, um, a great way people support the show on the weekend was fucking coming out to the, the, uh, the was it the Lord Alfred Hotel? Where we spent as a where we had a, a base station for most of the weekend's festivities, the and there was La. constantly the there was La. a constant yeah hotel la, as they say in Malaysia, and it was a um a good there was a good core crowd of people there at all times. I mean, we would we pop out, go to games, go to get a bite or whatever, but there was all, there were always people there and had that section locked down from Friday, the same spot, lockdown all Friday onward. And uh, so it was just excellent. And uh, it was great to meet the people who came out. Yep. And uh, especially those who traveled, you know, interstate and, and, and shit to, to get up to the Magic Round and see the games. Um, but yeah, if you'd like to support the show, uh, head to patreon.com forward slash tool nation and uh, become a patron and uh, enjoy the benefit of extra episodes and much more. Um now, just quickly, the tipping probably should drop in on there. At the moment, top 10, we have Doohig on top alone, followed by Kiwi Villa Cooked Tip Broccoli Bob. That's a new entrant. Uh, Kerim, Kerim, Kerim. Um, Cows to win 22, benefiting from his team's success this season. McTool 75 is an old old school name. Uh, Mitch Rich, Alpha Ben RL, and Reynolds Raging Rowana ran out of the top 10. And uh, I absolutely rocketed up the charts this week. Would have been one of the best tips in the competition because I didn't put my tips in. So I got five out of eight. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to probably the fucking zero or one that I would have got otherwise. So I'm racing towards the top 50 and only a couple of points out of the top 10. So uh, hide your anuses. Now, that's it, boys. Do you want to have any, do you have anything else that you would like to say about Magic Ground before we wrap this one off? I think I would like to give a shout out. To, to the wives and partners and whatever um, because three days of fucking <clears throat> rugby league debauchery whether whether you you know manned the home fort in, in Brisbane or, or interstate or whatever it is um, or whether you were up and, and taking part um, it, it couldn't have happened without the support of our loved ones so while we were out there having fun um, you know other people were out there Living in the real world. Can't you did two hours? Fuck me, dead. <laughs> I was trying to praise fucking exactly. You yeah. Know. Well, well, we we thank well thank well thank you, Jay, for for keep keeping the the, the hosts of the show uh, COVID free and uh, and keeping yourself refreshed. <laughs> and um and look, I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure that the six listeners that managed to fucking catch a fleeting glimpse of you as you ran by. I appreciated it. I certainly did. 
Oh, so, fuck, that was great. Uh, Glenny's got Glenny. I'll tell you now. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it down on fucking tape right now. Oh, Glenny, he's got some big plans for fucking Magic Round 2023. Let me tell you, Glenny does. Even half of them, if even half of them come to fruition, oh, you want to get your little red rockets up to fucking Brisbane? I'll tell you. I support that second I weekend support in Glenny. May. I support Glenny's goals, and I can't wait to hear how he goes. <laughs> you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it with you, Glenny. I'm fucking there for it. Jeez. As in the planning and organisation of it or the no, showing up to it. No, we'll execute. I, I, I show up. I execute, motherfucker. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go. Later. Put a pin in this one and uh, we'll talk See to you next ya. time. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.